0: building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? It's Coach Freddie, and we're just outside of Asheville, North Carolina at Franny's Farm, participating in the Hemp Hootenanny 2018. And I'm having a conversation with a few special people. And I'm talking to these two lovely women here. They're queen bees, actually. And it's Kim Allen and Jillian Kelly. And they have a business in Asheville. So, Kim, tell us about your business.
1: So, we are a artisan honey store. And we have... Single varietal honeys, and we have infused honeys from all over the world. So there's there's actually 350 different varietals of honey in the world, and we carry about 10% of those. Wow! So we we not only sell that, but we also sell apparel and clothing that's bee themed. Okay. Some kitchen items and some body care.
0: All right. So uh, how long have you been in business now?
1: So we we've been. Ex- in business exactly four years uh, okay. this June, um, and we came from Chicago. We moved here about five years ago, and we were in the corporate world and um, pretty fed up with the corporate world. So <laughs> we punted and moved down here, and, and it's the best decision we've ever made.
0: Okay, so you came from the corporate world, and we did. And so, uh, what kind of corporate uh, job did you have?
1: So, I was a commodities trader at the Chicago Board of Trade Mercantile Exchange. And I, I was a specialist in the
2: corn options pit.
0: Okay, all right. So, uh, Jillian, how about you?
2: Uh, pretty much the same. I went to art school and then got a job at the Chicago Board of Trade. And uh, I was in the bond option room for many years and then got transferred to the uh, green room, which is where Kim and I met. And um, wound up with a food allergy and um, started to get rid of grains uh, certain types you know gluten and uh, dairy and uh, Kim and I have been trying to reduce uh, white refined sugar which is not easy and so we started to cook with honey which is expensive and um, and some of it isn't always real honey uh, which was an education and took a beekeeping class at uh, the Garfield Conservatory in Chicago And we got uh, somewhat involved in bees and started to collect different types of honey and different... uh, When you're a beekeeper, people will bring you honey from their travels and t-shirts and honey pots and things like that. And uh, a friend over was one day and said, um, you got a lot of bee crap. And we were like, it's not crap. And he was like, you got so much stuff, you could start a store. And I think him and I were like, oh my God, we could start a store we realized that in trying so many different varieties of honey there's what 350 or over 350 that uh, honey doesn't always taste the same and so that was an education in and of itself for kim and i and we both started to explore uh, the different types of honey and then how to source honey was another issue Mm -hmm. and uh, having friends here and visiting Asheville as many times as we did when our son was finished with school we knew we wanted to move here and then we decided that we would open up a, we thought we'd have a little tiny store and we'd uh, have four or five honeys that we would rotate out instead of today we've got 30 30 35 honeys yeah. at any given time
0: <laughs> wow and so uh if you have a variety of of honey and um, you have a good product and everything. How do you, ins- you ensure that they stay the same because the bees go out there and they, they collect pollen from all over the place?
1: Well, you can't, you can't know 100% for sure that, that bees are, are gonna collect only that kind of pollen because there's very few places in the world where you have an isolated field yep. or 4,000 acres. So bees can fly a radius of three to five miles so for instance in north carolina you're probably going to get a wildflower a wildflower in any place is always going to be a blend okay um, you might get 90 95 sourwood if it's harvested at the end of june or through the middle of july in the southeast um, but you can't ever be 100 percent sure okay. of what varietal is unless you're completely isolated
0: okay so, if it changes, it changes then, right? That's a little right. Bit.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. And Definitely.
0: And, and I'm not that much of a connoisseur that, that I would know the difference anyhow. It would probably be pretty close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you sat at our honey bar, we would take you through, uh, through that difference. So, not only do we have local and regional, but we work with beekeepers from around our country. But we've also started to import honey from Italy, France, um, New Zealand. Tasmania, yeah, to to really, especially for local people who are so used to wildflower or sourwood, for them to be able to try something, uh, alfalfa honey from Italy, yeah, or real lavender from lavender fields in France.
0: Yeah, well, I did uh, try some over there, and the one that was real hardy, what was that one? The buckwheat. The buckwheat. That was awesome. I really like that. It's like a Guinness that.
2: Stout. Yeah,
0: that's what I was telling you. One of your guys. <laughs> when I used to drink beer, Guinness Stout was just like this here. It was Just
2: so I well, plus it. it has hemp infused in it, so it'll really. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so it was really great. It's got depth. Yeah. So where do you see your business going uh, in the next year?
2: Uh, well, continuing on the path that we are with the different types of of honey, we have some really good. Um, Varieties that are going to be our mainstay, especially as long as the bees and nature stay healthy, sourwood, wildflower, those are, those are big sellers for us. But it's always nice to be able to try different varieties and bring those in when those are available. But now, since we understand all of the benefits of raw honey, we're, we've uh, I started to take CBD oil for um, an inflammation mm-hmm. uh, in my gut and uh and anxiety and seeing how it was helping me and then uh we came in contact with the uh isolate from another local young man here so we started to infuse the isolate into a monofloral honey and but then we we started to actually taste the flower you know from different products that that they were using to create to kind of marry hemp and whatever product like hemper for instance, and you can taste that
0: uh-huh.
2: that 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 you know smoky woody flavor uh, yeah. that is the hemp. So Kim and I were like, gosh, I wonder what it'd be like since we infuse you know mint and rosemary every now and then from our garden into into uh, some of the honey that we sell. What it would be like then? Uh, started to wonder what it would be like to be able to take the actual flower, the plant, and then infuse that into our honey, and then wondering if the extra benefit of raw honey along with the benefits of the CBD combined together, you know, so the honey is the carrier for the CBD in, in our product, but you've been able to taste it so you can taste the hemp
0: yes. in it. Yes. Yeah. So, what I want to talk about now is uh, what's happening to the bees all over the country uh, because of pesticides and everything. Can you shed a little bit on that to, for, our, for our listeners?
1: So, we're probably having a 30 to 35% loss annually on an average basis across the country. Um, I think it's, it's kind of a perfect storm. As it's, the GMOs are, are kind of being bred. Uh, into the bees and I think we have the neonicotinoids um, that are not helping the situation so when they say colony collapse disorder um, I think it's kind of, we don't really know what's happening but this is what ha- this is what's happening so for instance in this, in, in Nor- western North Carolina, South Carolina and Georgia this year, we're hearing that some people have lost 70-80% and it isn't made up. It's not marketing. Um, it's really what's happening. And every person that we can get to have a hive in their backyard is important um, because the collapse is real.
0: Yeah, and from my understanding, it's all the pesticides and spraying, all the all the plants and everything else, and the flowers. And as
2: well as mites, the brood mites. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. that's
2: a that's a hard one,
0: too. And there's a. Um,
2: uh, a scientist named Paul Stamets who is a mushroom expert. Okay. And so during the like the height of the uh, colony collapse he started to see because it sounds like the forest is his laboratory for the most part and um, him and a, and a group of people who work for him used to see feral bees all over giant mushrooms in the woods and so they they microplane those and then you can see that the bees were Eating the um, the mycelium through the spore mm-hmm. of the of the mushroom, which naturally produces oxalic acid, which is what beekeepers use in a different form, to be able to help treat the varroa. But just like we could build up a resistance to any antibiotic, so too can the bees build up a resistance to the to to the form that it's it's given to them in a hive. So. Um, We're hoping to buy some of those giant mushrooms and plant Uh, them and hopefully help them in a more natural way.
0: Oh, great. Well, you gals are really doing a great job here, you know, and, uh, you know, I've had honey in the past, but uh, tasting, I probably had about eight, Different varieties over there, <laughs> and I'm high right now. <laughs> in a good way. It's yeah, a good in, a good way, in a good way. In a good Sugar, uh, sugar high, or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, I got, got some great products. Uh, what's the address again? Uh, your
2: 38 Battery Park Avenue, Asheville, North Carolina.
0: Okay, and what what is your favorite product that you carry uh, in your? For me, per- it's
2: sourwood honey.
0: Okay. which is a tree that
2: grows here in western North Carolina.
0: Okay, and yours?
2: So I'm pretty fond of a lot of the infused honeys. You know, we take
1: all of our infused products have natural ingredients. We don't add anything artificial whatsoever. Uh, and I'm pretty fond of the vanilla bean, which is okay. uh, no. honey and French beans from Madagascar. So
0: All right. that's my thing. Well, you know, Kim and Jillian, uh, I want to thank you for being a guest on thank the IHEMP Revolution podcast. Actually, and, and now you're a part of the IHEMP Revolution Roadshow that I'm on here. So great. Uh, thank you We're both very much. Thanks, Coach.